Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of Polar Opposites. I am your host, That Boy Aqua, joined once again by our co host, Nam's Compendium. Say hello. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'll cut out the part where I said say hello, but it just. <laughs> or should I not? <laughs> I I didn't think you were expecting me to just say hello like that. I was hoping you'd come in and be like, hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to your episode. Alright, well anyways, um, you know, we've been doing this for six whole episodes, alright? That is a lot more than a lot of podcasts I've seen. Even yeah. though six isn't a lot, right? But Yeah, this is, this is episode seven. Yeah, the, so we're on episode seven, I guess. Yeah. But it's it's kind of weird that we've gone seven episodes, multiple hours of podcasting, and I don't think we've ever formally introduced ourselves. We just say, like, oh, I'm that boy, Aqua, I'm Nam's Compendium, and we just kind of go with that. It's funny, because both of us just sort of made the assumption that people kind of already knew who we were. Mm-hmm. Because this is, uh, for those who are unaware, Nolan and I already do stuff online on our own. Yes. And we decided to make this collaborative effort together. And because we've been promoting it ourselves, we're like, oh, people watching, they already they already know who we are. Like, we don't have to... Yes, because we assume a majority of the listeners are going to be coming in from our channels. Mm-hmm. And the thing I did not anticipate is your viewers, a majority of them don't know who I am, and a majority of my viewers don't know who you are. And this is another instance of, because we've streamed together on a lot of occasions on your channel, I just assume they know who I am, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But that is not the case. So... This episode is going to be an exercise in narcissism. Oh, absolutely. I want to give a shout out, though, because this was not our idea, believe it or not. This was, and I am i should have done this before the episode started, but I have forgotten. I just wanted to give a, I want to give you guys some, some insight into, you know, what's this podcast going to be? One thing I, I've seen a fair, a fair few times is, why is it called Polar Opposites? And so... I'm just going to explain it once again. The idea is not that me and Nick disagree on everything, because I don't think that we do. No, not really. But the idea is that we come from very different backgrounds of taste, if that makes sense. Because despite agreeing on a lot of things, Nick and I don't very much enjoy the same games, or at least not as much as one another. Like, Nick did not enjoy Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood very much at all. No. (laughs) And yet, I consider myself one of the biggest Assassin's Creed fans out of anyone I know in real life. Not necessarily online, but it's kind of vice versa with Persona. I've played four, five, almost on Strikers, but I almost feel like I have to force myself to play those games. I mean, I'm almost coming up on a year of having owned Strikers, and I still have not finished it. It took me a year and a half to play five. So it, it was Ryan Bugle who said, enjoying the podcast and excited to hear more from y'all. It's just nice listening to a few friends chat in a more real way than other podcasts I've listened to. I think a cool episode you could do would be detailing a bit more about how you two started on YouTube and how you became friends. It's interesting to see a couple of YouTubers be friends IRL before getting into the game and somewhat independently growing their own channels. At least like how you each occupy your own niche and before a week ago, I'd been subbed to both of your channels without any idea that you two knew each other. Love your channels and keep up the great work. So Ryan, you're a sweetheart. Thank you. Greatly, greatly appreciated. And the other comment I wanted to read out was something I kind of want your opinion on it, Nick, because I thought it was an interesting idea. And I think that my response was pretty good. 
I think it made sense. Um, somebody very, I assume, sarcastically commented on one of our posts announcing the podcast and said, yet another YouTuber making a podcast, how will this be different? And somebody responded and said, it won't because there's so much content like this, it'll just be regurgitating information, especially for gaming content. I I don't know what the grammar was on that, on the tail end of that sentence, but... I said, and I just want to make it clear to everyone listening, this is kind of our intention with the podcast, and I think I speak for you, Nick. The podcast isn't going to be different as the genre itself is extremely oversaturated. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do one, though. It's a ton of fun, and I recommend it for anyone else. Ultimately, a podcast will live and die on its listener connecting with the hosts and their personalities. It's the same with my channel. Long-form reviews are nothing new and, and are becoming more and more saturated with every day. I'd be foolish to think that my audience watches me because I'm quote-unquote doing it like no one else. The truth is that they probably disagree with my opinions, feel validation, and subsequently a positive connotation to me and my channel. That, or they like the series I'm covering and will watch anything to do with said series. Maybe it's the production value, my voice, it could be a million things, but originality is certainly not one of them. Not saying you have to listen to it, it's totally your prerogative, though I do think it wouldn't hurt to give it a fair shake. And then I said, hope that clears up any confusion as to what the podcast will slash is going to be. I feel like you handled that well. Like, as you were saying, the podcast space, yes, it is definitely oversaturated, but you can make that argument to literally any sort of thing on the internet. Well, and I think both of us went in with this idea of we're not trying to create the next big podcast. The idea exactly. was this would be a fun side thing to do. Let's do it. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we're, we're going to take over YouTube and then the world. It's more like, this is the podcast with these two people. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as you were saying, like the video essay space, there are so many different <laughs> styles. Yeah. Like, authors, I guess, for lack of a better word. Just so much content covering the same sort of topic. Some of which can be, I want to say, derivative, right? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, guy one likes this thing, guy two also likes this thing, and they might even like it for the same reason. And on top of that, and this this might be a, uh, I might be talking out of my ass here, but this is like a tinfoil hat theory. Because the kinds of videos we make take a really long time, a lot of channels can only get a video out every like two weeks or maybe a month, right? Mm -hmm. And some of the even longer videos can take multiple months to make. Oh, yeah. And so this subgenre on YouTube is even more derivative of each other than any other platform or than any other genre because someone needs to be able to ensure that their hard work was worth it. And so that's why type in any popular game and then space years later and you'll find a million videos with the same title. And it's because we know that that title works and that title will get clicks and it'll, for people who do this as a job, that'll bring home the bacon more or less. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think that, especially in this field, because when you first start out on YouTube, it's going to be high effort in and low return because you're just starting out yada yada. And so that feeling of putting in a bunch of work for only for it to get like two views is exacerbated because it takes so long to actually make a video of this kind of... Uh, caliber if you want to call it and mm -hmm. so it leads to a bunch of channels that are scared to experiment because if you're a video essay channel and you actually get decent numbers you don't want to do something different because you don't want to screw up what's working you know what i mean like if it ain't broke don't fix it and so i think that's why this subgenre more than anything else sees i don't want to say a lack of innovation but a lack of variety yeah, I agree. Like all things online, it's been done before. Yeah. So just like do it the way that you want to do it. Like this even applies to like Let's Plays. Like, yeah, sure. Like everyone in their fucking mom has done a Let's Play. And if you want to do that, that's fine. If you think you can bring a spin, sure. This isn't me harping on the guy who initially left the comment, by the way, if he happens to be listening. I honestly think it was probably just a joke. 
I don't want to, in bad faith, be like, oh, what a fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think that's the other thing, too, is that once you get to a certain size on YouTube, uh, people just assume that you're either like, I don't know, they, they assume that anything you do is meant to further the meta. Or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, there's no longer, oh, I'm just going to do a video for fun because it's now like your job more or less. And so I think people create that disconnect from bigger creators. And so they're more likely to write off anything they do as simply either being a cash grab, um, which by the way, as far as profits for this podcast, we are still in the negative by about a uh, hundred dollars. Yeah. I think it's about like three or $4,000 in debt right now. <laughs> It's got a huge mortgage for this, so like... I was going to say, yeah. We're kind of in the red, bro. Anyways, guys, uh, go to the Nams Compendium and the Apoyaka Patreon if you want to uh, put dinner on the table for tonight. Uh, What's on the menu? Oh, oodles and noodles again. Uh, With enough support, I might be able to upgrade to the dollar menu at McDonald's, hopefully. That is, like, probably going to be the best payout I'll ever get. Honestly, though, I ate like a king the other day because I went in there, I asked for a cup of water, and I filled it up with Sprite. Dude! But seriously, I, I think um, people get this weird uh, disconnect. So I don't I don't think he was meaning it as like a with any malice or genuine frustration. Yeah, I think people just say stuff online. I did it back in the day. The point we're trying to make is that this is just meant to be fun. And I like the low stakes of it. I like the idea of just making uh, content. And I, I kind of hate calling it content, but making content for the sake of just making something. Not doing it because, oh, I feel like I haven't put out a video in a while. I hope my subscribers aren't wondering where I am. Oh, uh, well, I got a sponsorship to do for this month. Better get this out. I like just kind of, hey, let's do this for fun. You know, mm-hmm. it feels more enjoyable that way. So is there any news that you want to talk about, Nick, before we dive into the main topic of this episode, which will be ourselves? <sighs> um, No real gaming news, I guess. I haven't really seen anything that's been going on lately. I got nothing as well. Uh, I'm looking at the Twitter trending tab and it looks like the BET awards are today and I might as well get this comment out of the way. I think award shows are really fucking stupid because everyone likes to dog on award shows and be like, oh, they're so stupid. They don't even know what the popular music is. But then if their favorite artist gets like a Grammy, then suddenly they're the most credible award show in the world. Oh, yeah. Like nobody invests. Nobody cares about what the Grammy thinks until it aligns with what they think. And then suddenly, oh, the Grammys are back, baby. (laughs) It's like people who always dog on IGN and shit, like saying, oh, no one trusts them. And then they always go out of their way to like go on their newest video, skip to seeing the review score and then just like leaving comments about it. Yeah, or if they if they give a review of a game and it lines up with their opinion, then they're like, oh, maybe IGN isn't that bad. Yeah, oh, 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 they got the they got one of the good ones to review this time. Although I will say, I did watch an IGN review for Scarlet Nexus, and it was really good. I have no opinion on the game, so I can't say whether or not the opinion was whack, but just the way it was presented, it didn't feel like an IGN review. It was 15 minutes, it was really in-depth, really good. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're interested in wondering how IGN's been going... They did good. And apparently it was a new reviewer that they just brought on. And so maybe they're trying to expand their their cast because people like, wasn't there a guy on IGN? He, he was in the Greg Miller era, but he's like still there. I don't remember. I remember. I, I know I used to watch the Daily Fix, which was like their daily news show. It used to be Naomi Kyle doing it. And then they rotated hosts a fair bit. And now I think the most recent and still current one is Sydney Goodman. And I think those two did a good job like hosting that show 
because they're they're kind of like they have like fun personalities uh, as opposed to if we want to talk about video essay content which is the same fucking <laughs> it's like the same voice across every video where it's just like today we're going to be talking about call of duty and why it's got really like the, bad now. the lo-fi beats to relax slash study yeah. to in the vhs uh, aesthetic yeah the vhs you put the tape in hit play call of duty didn't <laughs> die it was Damn, murdered that's what is that that was the golden era along with the black box thumbnail era <laughs> yeah oh man hey do you remember when we first okay no sorry <laughs> I was going to say, do you remember when we first started out making video essays? I had the tinfoil hat theory that if you put a white box around your thumbnail, it would make it stick out more. Oh my god. And conveniently, one of my most viewed videos on Assassin's Creed Unity has that white box, so I still don't know if that's bullshit or not. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll talk about that more. Let's get into the topic, okay? (laughs) Who are we personally? Nick, well, I just gave away your name, but feel free to introduce yourself personally. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, as a person, not as the YouTuber, influencer, philanthropist, Nam's Compendium. Uh, Thanks for not using the term content creator, because I can't stand that title. It's because I think it's associated with vloggers who yell at a camera and like the the morgues type like, guys, today we're going to be pranking my mom. And it's like really loud and obnoxious. For ten thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god. But I agree, I hate it too. <laughs> Anyways, hello. I'm Nick. I like to play video games. I like to discuss video games. I know that sounds just like my YouTube stuff, but guess what? What I do for work is what I like to do in real life, anyways. Nick, it's it's so nice to meet you. Finally, after yeah. all these years. Yeah, finally. And um also another thing. Yes. I have been asked if it's Nam or Nam, and the truth behind it is it can be either one. I do not care, because you might hear me do this a couple times, but I I have switched. I have swapped pronunciation on it so many times. I didn't talk to you about it, but in a collaboration that you're doing with uh, Ozziak, which I won't spoil the contents of, I noticed you called yourself Nam in the outro. And I was like, wait, what? I did that. I did it there. Um, I think another friend of mine, Fither, also called me Nam or he called me Nam. I don't quite remember. No, but you called yourself Nam. And that threw me off. Yeah, it, it can be whatever, like, to be honest, because I don't care. I personally do not care. And the origins behind that name, I guess we can talk about that too. Mm -hmm. The origins behind that name is actually pretty interesting because some people aren't aware of this or they haven't picked up. um, At least some of our friends, our real life friends, that's what I should say because they actually know me. Uh, My name is actually my real life initials. I won't say what the other two are, but if you look at them, the first one Starts with an N, and my name's Nick, then an A, and then an M. And I came up with that as a kid, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It does roll off the tongue well. Yeah. Yeah. And for some of my older audience, um, you might remember my old username was Nam12399. The 12399 era. The 12399 era. And <laughs> this is because I was nine mostly and numbers and your name was cool back then. That's yeah. just how old I am. Well, and it was much easier to, instead of come up with an original name, just throw like XX underscore your name underscore XX yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't until November, I think, 
November of 2020 when I changed it to what it is now. And I I stewed over that decision for such a long time. I remember. And I I remember I, I just randomly sent you a name. I was like, hey, does this sound good? And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was weird because we had, I, I can't remember any of the other names, but we had juggled a few around and Nam's Compendium just sort of immediately stuck. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And I, we didn't. Uh- jump right away because we didn't want to be too hasty but that yeah in retrospect beautiful name yeah i think that name is honestly kind of killer not only does it relate to um what exactly my main bread and butter is in terms of topic yeah assassin's creed yeah assassin's creed with the iconic assassin's creed compendium Mm -hmm. but also uh, a compendium for those who don't know is actually a highly is, is a book condensed of a single topic and that's what i always structured my videos of like you watch my persona 3 video watch my persona 4 video you watch like kingdom hearts 2 video it is like everything that i always wanted to say about those games just condensed in a very accessible form so it's my compendium and i like the compendium Sorry, I was facing away from my mic. I like that compendium. I guess I'll introduce myself now. Uh, my name is Nolan. Uh, as far as uh, who am I personally, uh, first and foremost, I'm a gamer, just at heart. I make YouTube videos and I am a full-time student, which I'd rather not talk anymore about because I fucking hate it. <laughs> and truthfully, dropping out becomes more and more attractive every single day. But I'm kind of at that point where... I'm almost done my third year of school uh, at university, so I might as well just finish it off. Honestly, yeah, you're at that point where it's like, if you drop out, you're just wasting so much money. Yeah. Because isn't it if you drop out, you still have to pay for the whole thing? No. I thought that was a thing. No, I I think um, I haven't looked into it, thankfully, because if the answer is that like you can just drop your degree halfway through, come back and finish it later, uh, then that makes it even more attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to encourage myself to drop out because it's one of those like in the long term setting up my plan B and making sure that I am, you know, if YouTube goes in in the shitter, which it easily could, it's good to have a, a backup plan so I can get a, a, a good job. But currently, geez, I fucking hate it. And imagine having your dream job and you get pulled away from it because you got to learn about. Uh, yeah, here's another fact. I'm a, I'm a history and gender studies major. I'm a, I'm a double major and getting pulled away from, you know, making a video talking about Spider-Man, which is like 11 year old me would be shitting his pants at just the idea of doing that for work. And then having to learn about World War II? Oh, kill me. But I'm passionate about the topic, but I am far more passionate about making videos on porn games that you can conveniently play with one hand. Shouts to Honey Pop. Oh, yeah. And I think and now on the Steam Deck, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, on the Steam Deck. You can Ooh. now play Honey Pop wherever you go. You can actually... <laughs> never mind. No, not never mind. You can lay <laughs> down in bed and you could play it while the Steam Deck rests up against your erect penis that is insane. think about that Woo! can't do that on switch no sir so then we have who are we online online i'm that boy aqua i make long form review videos much like mr compendium except mm-hmm. the major difference is just that i cover different games uh that and I, I find my videos tend to be a bit shorter than yours on average i don't believe that's the case you don't think i so? think they might actually be the same length yeah i guess you're right they're they're on average like 30 to 40 minutes because you've made an hour-long video this year and i have not i've made the, the, multiple hour-long videos this year yeah yeah like the, the highest one mine was this year was 50 minutes yeah but how long was your persona 5 video wasn't that like two and a half hours <laughs> my persona 5 eulogy 
That was uh, that's two hours twenty minutes. I think the it's longest two hours eighteen forty seven. I have it right here. Longest I've done is an hour and forty one minutes. And as we know by the rule of time, that means I'm superior. Oh yeah, long equals good, my guy. Yeah. And so I guess I'll also talk about how I arrived at my name, which is my name for a while growing up was uh, I will not reveal it because it is extremely close to my last name. Okay. <laughs> and it uh, it was like that until. <laughs> I was like 13 and I was a really big fan of Sky Does Minecraft. And Sky Does Minecraft made a separate channel for when he would just do like any kind of video game. And it was called Sky versus Gaming. And I was like, that's a cool name. I'm going to rip it off. And so <laughs> I made a channel called Nolan versus Gaming. And I just that's did like Let's Plays. Incredible. And then I met this guy in high school who will go unnamed. And this guy, him and I started a YouTube, we, or like he also had a YouTube channel, so we started doing stuff together and it was a ton of fun. And then there was this weird thing in 2013, maybe 2014, where YouTube just randomly banned a bunch of channels. Nobody really complained that much because it was mostly small channels, but some big channels got hit. And I've never seen a YouTube uh, mishap like that since then. But this guy got his channel deleted and because he had like 50 subs, he couldn't do anything. He was really bummed out because when you're 14, man, 50 subs is insane. And so I was like, okay, I'll restart a new channel with you. He's doing a name generator and whatnot. I'm doing a name generator. I couldn't even figure one out. And so what I did is I decided to honor one of my earlier Let's Plays on the Nolan versus Gaming channel, which is where I did a playthrough of uh, Pokemon Fire Red. Actually, it was through Pokemon MMO or Pokey MMO. Mm-hmm. And I had a Vaporeon named Aquanex. I got the name by just translating the word water into spanish it was aqua and uh then i did next after it so very complex and Uh so the channel was called aquanex then that channel got deleted like by youtube it got banned um and i don't remember what the reason was it was definitely false it was a glitch or something but i was Mm -hmm. like well that sucks ass and so then i made aquanex hd oh yeah and you know, you might notice if you go to my channel, I still have the same URL. It's youtube.com slash I am Aquanex. And so I used that channel for a while. Then it eventually shortened back down to Aquanex. And then it got shortened again to Aqua. And then it got embiggened again to that boy, Aqua. And I changed that because Aqua is a very vague name to find on YouTube. But that boy, mm. Aqua, is there was no other that boy, Aqua, in there. And I actually stole that name from a friend of mine. It, it was this guy named Elias. And I played GTA Five with him actually throughout most of my high school years. It was, it was really cool. And his name on the game was that boy, Elias. And I was like, I couldn't think of a thing to change it to. And then I was in this group chat with him and I was like, wait a minute, that boy, Aqua, easy. Because it's like, it's like, <laughs> a non name if that makes sense like everyone's still just gonna call me aqua anyways but for searchability it helps yeah and it kind of sounds young and hip so it works hip with the kids absolutely and that's i mean that's basically who we are i'd like to think so what you're saying is you owe all of your success to your old gta online friend yes elias if you're listening to this or chris you know all those guys ricardo gabriel thank you greatly appreciated (laughs) So here's a question for you, Nick. Yeah. You wanna you wanna tell the romantic story of how we met? Oh yes. Because some people I'm surprised how many people, um, despite us always mentioning each other in like weird ways in our videos. Yeah, there's a we reference each other a lot, weirdly. Yeah, there was like a point where we would always try to squeeze uh references to each other. 
And it's because when we were both small channels, we wanted to like help each other out. Now we're both, we don't do it as much anymore. We used to shout each other out all the time. Now we just like doing little references because it's fun. Yeah. And we're both kind of established now. Anyways, people are probably wondering why we did that. Well, that's actually because for those who are unaware, Nolan and I have been friends for quite a long time at this point. Mm -hmm. And we were friends before we started doing what we do now. And we initially met back in high school. In our old high school, we had a class dedicated to video editing. They didn't really teach us anything super useful, well, for us anyways, because <laughs> Noel and I were already super into that sort of thing. Yeah, in retrospect, it was the most easy A class I could have ever taken. Oh, yeah. Because they were like, huge. all right, class, we have an hour and a half. Let's teach you how to cut a clip. <laughs> C on the keyboard, click. It was wild. Sorry, continue. At the time, I was in 11th grade, I'm pretty sure. It was one of the last days of school. It may have even been the last day of school of that year. It was close to the end, for sure. Anyways, Nolan sat um, across from me, and I had no idea who he was. But on that one day, um, I saw him on his phone, and he was playing this Spider-Man mobile game. Oh, yeah. It was like an endless runner. Yep. It was an endless runner for Spider-Man, and it had like different costumes as like things you could get. Yeah, like a little unlockables. Hey, a fun yeah. fact, side tangent, that is the first game I ever spent money on for microtransactions. Really? Yeah, because up until that point, I had a super anti-loot box thing, mm -hmm. but I spent money on that because they started doing a thing where you could just buy a character outright. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I don't regret it because I played that game a lot, and I only, I think I only spent money a few times on that game. It's not like, I think my worst thing for microtransactions is Valorant. I spent a lot of money on Valorant. <laughs> Anyways... I saw him on his phone playing that Spider-Man game. And I was like, and I honestly, this is how I first started talking to him. I just said, yo, is that Spider-Man? <laughs> and then he just turned around, looked at me. He's like, yeah. And he quits back to the menu and he shows me all the skins he had in the game. Yeah. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Because that game was really cool. It was called Spider-Man Unlimited. Yeah, it had so many different like comic references in the costumes. It was really cool. You know that game got shut down. Yeah, I, I did hear about that. <sighs> that's awful. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that was the the catalyst. That was the very first time that I spoke to Nolan, and it was at the end of that year. And then during my last year of high school, I took that same editing class again because like grade twelve, where we live, that is a free year basically. Yeah. You only have one mandatory class to pass. Well, two technically, but one of them is so free that like you have to unironically just not do anything to fail it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my graduating class where it was a month before we were supposed to grad. The principal comes up and she looks so awkward. She's like, so students, only one third of the class is eligible for graduation. Oh my God. Why? And it was because nobody did that one class. Because yeah. in this class, you could do it at your own pace. And it's only 10 assignments. It is such a small amount. And you can do it all in one day. That's what I did. Smart people did it in one day. I left it. I did it in one day, but it was the last day. I did it the moment I got it. And then I would spend that free class, like, either going home early or just, like, fucking around in somewhere else. <laughs> I skipped anyways, that class anyways. <laughs> anyways. Sorry about that tangent. I just remembered yeah. about it. Um, it, it is. It's grade 12. And I take that same editing class again because I had nothing better to do. And Nolan is also in that class again. So I sat next to him. He was like, oh, it's the Spider-Man guy. And I sat next to him. And every day in that class, we pretty much just talked to each other for like most of it. Yeah. <laughs> because for that class, it was like I said, they, they'd they say, all right, here's how you add a transition. And, and for context, to add a transition to Premiere, it's 
literally click drag and drop. And so then they'd say, okay, you have the entire week to do something with the transition. And so we'd spend 20 minutes whipping something together and then we'd shit and fart around for God knows how many classes until the assignment was due. Oh yeah. And I don't remember when you told me, but I remember you did show me you had a YouTube channel when we were in high school. Yeah. And at the time, I think it was um, Aquanex HD. Probably was. <laughs> I remember subscribing to you and leaving a comment on your video. And in one of your other videos, you <laughs> mentioned my comment. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. Those are, and, you know, we, we also connected on not only Spider-Man and video editing, but what was really cool is that we both knew Premiere, but you very much knew After Effects. Uh-huh. And I very much knew Photoshop. And so we would like teach each other cool shit in, in both programs. And I thought, and and that was, that was really fun because leading up to that point, I had never met anyone that was into video editing and Photoshop and all that kind of stuff as much as you are, as much as I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Now that I do it for work, I could honestly... Premiere could get nuked tomorrow and I would not care. <laughs> it, it, like if I never had to edit again, I'd be like, mm, okay. But at the time I was really into it. And um, another thing oh, yeah. that we connected on was Smash 4. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video games, of course. What I'm I'm such a fool. Yeah. Despite the despite the polar opposite name, at the time, Nolan and I were both super into Smash Brothers. We used to play it all the time. Do you remember I hosted a tournament at that high school? Yeah, you hosted a tournament and when you won your own tournament, the teacher like looked at you kind of like weird. Yeah, the teacher was asking if I rigged it. I thought like why would I do that at all? <laughs> It, it was it was really weird. I remember that that particular teacher during that time of the of the tournament. He kept he he really harped on this idea that like I could rig it because he's like, why are you entering in at your own tournament? I'm like, because it's fun. <laughs> he's like, well, are you giving out a prize? I was like, no, it's just like bragging rights. Because the the idea was I just want to play Super Smash Bros with somebody, and Smash Four Online was awful, and so I was like, I just. You know, and you don't have local tournaments very often. And there was never a local tournament at our high school. I always had to go to somebody else's. So I was like, why don't I ask a teacher if I can organize one? And it's like, we're like 16, 17. Like we're not made of money. And I don't like gambling as it is. And Mm -hmm. I remember he pulled me aside one day. He's like, you know, you got to make a decision at some point in your life, whether you want to be a businessman or a confidence man. What the fuck? (laughs) And I was like, because I was a teenager, really stupid. I was like, hey, what's a confidence man? And he's like, con man. I was like, oh, okay. No, I want to be a businessman. And he's like, good. And now here I am clickbaiting for a living. (laughs) (laughs) We all know where that went. And you know what? I hope I meet that teacher because I showed him my YouTube channel on one of the last days of school because a question that comes up when I don't like talking about my YouTube channel, but a question that comes up often is people say, what the fuck do you do with your free time? And I normally just say gaming or now that I'm in university, I can just say I study because, you know, I can just lie and say that I have a lot of homework and people actually believe it. But in high school, this teacher was like, there's no way you just sit around doing nothing all day. What do you what do you actually do? (laughs) Retrospect. Why is the teacher grilling you? I don't know, but in retrospect, this guy could read me like a book, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I make YouTube videos a lot. And I think what probably gave it away was that in his class, I was really good at Premiere and After Effects and Photoshop. But then when he'd ask what I do outside of school, I'd just be like, I play video games. Yeah, don't care. And I, I showed him. He's like, that's really cool, man. He's like, I hope that goes well for you. I was like, thank you. 
So, God, if I ever run it, this guy's name was Dean. If I run into Dean again, I'm going to give him the biggest bro fist because he believed <laughs> in me when nobody else did. <laughs> Anyways, this is um, what a some extra lore here. Nolan and I, I only ever talked to him in school. Oh, yeah. At the time. Yeah. And w- when I graduated, I, I, at the time, I seriously thought, well, I'm not talking to this guy anymore. I like, did not I, think anything. I did not think I would ever speak to Nolan ever again after I graduated. But I was still subscribed to his channel. I believed in my buddy. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I stayed subscribed. And he used to stream. And during that summer, he would he, stre- he streamed like every day of that summer. That like, every summer? Yeah, I went hard. And I was always in the chat just sort of like leaving comments and such. Because at the time, all I did was work at a 7-eleven and you were being supportive yeah i was there i was keeping up chat engagement yes thank and then you. um he asked me he's like yo do you have discord i was like uh yeah and i sent my discord id in the in the chat because <laughs> not, not to shit on nolan but no one was there <laughs> w and um he added me <laughs> on discord and i used to talk with him all the time on his streams and since then we have been talking almost every day yeah for many many years for like five years. And it's it's one of those things where you don't realize how long it's been until you get hit with a message from 2019 and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. It's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, over COVID, we talked every single day and if for like eight hours at a, every day. It was wild. <laughs> and it, it's to the point now where on Friday when you were busy, all of my friends were busy and I was home alone. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> I did nothing. I sat around. I played over... Dude, I played Overwatch with my mom's co-worker. It's him and a bunch of other dudes that are in their 40s. That's that's pretty cool. It was kind of cool. He, he's really... He's really... He's really dope, honestly. But it was like... I feel so out of place there. Because the server <laughs> is like called... twice your age. The server's called LFG look... Or it's like no kids 30 plus. Like, and, and I'm... <laughs> I'm fucking sweating. Because if anyone asks me my age, I'm getting booted. <laughs> I can't, dude. Oh, yeah, this is a 30 plus. Yeah, especially if I come back, they're like, yeah, how old are you? And I hit them with the, can you run? I'm gone. <laughs> Banned instantly. <laughs> but no, that group of guys is actually really cool. I was happy that I played with them on Friday because we kind of kicked ass that night. Anyways, it, it was weird. Just naturally, we sort of talked every day and we played Smash 4. Then we played Melee. We <laughs> we had our Warzone days, which we talked about on uh, episode 4. Mm-hmm. And I want to move into the history of ourselves on YouTube, because while I believe that online, if there's any one YouTuber I'm most associated with, it is you. But that wasn't always the case before. We kind of had separate pasts. So, Nick, tell me a bit about your past. My past, man. So over the years, I have become very regretful of certain decisions I've made, and that is not archiving old ass youtube things i used to make in some form because i i don't know i feel as though there's like some sort of sentimental value despite how awful it is i think it is like as much as it's cringe it's a time capsule like i wish i got to keep that you i don't want to quickly switch it to you but i know you have some of your old stuff yeah i've kept everything from 2015 forward and there's still a youtube channel from 2012 that's up yeah that I'm subscribed to. Yeah, we're going to keep that on the hush-hush. Like, yeah, that's please. not on the hush-hush. I'm not telling you what it is, <laughs> but you. it's golden. <laughs> and you do not deserve to see it. I've actually been doing, uh, been trying to do internet stuff for a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. over 10 years at this point. Oh, yeah, it's got to be coming up. No, it, it's definitely been 10 years, now that I think about it. My very first YouTube uh, adventure, I guess, 
my venture into the YouTube space. As we all know, 2012 YouTube, <laughs> it's fucking Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Minecraft Let's Plays, and I'm like 13, going into puberty, my voice cracking on every sentence with a laptop that couldn't even record the game. <laughs> at like a decent frame rate and when i say decent i'm talking at least 30 frames per second it was done oh yeah it was it was like 10 it was so bad (laughs) so good and i did that i did a long minecraft let's play with one of my friends and i remember exactly when we stopped the recording it It, we we just built our nether portal man oh and we didn't even go in so sad oh and this is with bandicam like not even like a hacked version of bandicam it had the watermark you were a bandicam kid yeah, because Fraps, huge ripoff at the time anyways. Yeah, so I, I, I used Fraps. I, I hated Fraps because Fraps recorded uncompressed files. Yeah. And it tanked my computer's performance even more than what it was before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fraps is, is very primitive. We'll say that. Yeah. Bandicam, I, ev- I eventually figured out uh, how to get a key generator working with that software. No more watermarks. Let's go. Uh, I-, I remember doing a whole bunch of Let's Plays. I, I was playing Half-Life 2. I did um, Smash 64's arcade mode Ooh. like for every character. Very nice. I dabbled in some really bad, um, some call me Johnny ripoff review style videos where I couldn't even figure out, I didn't even know what a capture card was, so I just pointed the camera at my 3DS. DSP style, baby. DSP style. Yes, sir. I, I, will, I like put in the effort to make it look good. I like, like, you know how the original 3DS had that charging cradle? No. Okay. To show my age, because <laughs> the 3DS is over 10 years old now. I had a 3DS, man. I, I just don't know about the charging cradle. Because this was the original one, dude. This was like first release, the blue and black ones. Did it come with it? Yeah, it came with a cradle where you plugged it into the back. So like you just slot it in and it would charge. It was cool as hell. What was important about that is that it kept the thing still and you could have the screen open. So what oh. I did was... I like built this hack me setup so I could point my <laughs> webcam like it was an external webcam like a USB one. Yeah. And I would point it at the 3DS, turn off the lights. It was pure DSP shit. And I was like 12 doing it versus him being like 30. And I remember doing that so often. Man, those were like the old days, bro. After that channel, nuked everything, which I didn't, which is sad. I tried doing another um, another channel. I, I still hadn't evolved to capture cards just yet, but at the time I had a better computer, so I was using emulators instead. Mm. So you got an emulator, can't really run most games, but can run an NES emulator. Well, looks like I'm a retro gaming channel. <laughs> uh, tried doing that. I got really good at the old Contra game because I wanted to do a Let's Play without the code. And it got so frustrating, but I got so good at it. Damn. It was nuts. Uh, That went on for a bit. I don't have any many interesting stories about that. That's fair. And I guess around 2015, 2016, I did buy a capture card after like 10 years of really wanting one. It was the Elgato HD60, not the S just yet, because I don't think that was out. Oh yeah. The regular HD60, three <laughs> second video delay. Remember those times? Oh dude, trust me. Uh, when, we, when we get to, to my side of the, of the history and we get to the HD60, you're going to laugh your ass off. I'm excited. Anyways, I got the HD60 and just having a capture card. Okay, for those really wanting to get into YouTube, you might take this for granted now because how easy it is to record footage. Yeah. But at the time, getting a capture card was a huge mi- like milestone. Th- those things are expensive. Back in the day, 
they were like 250 bucks. Yeah, they're still about like 200 bucks if you don't know where to look. And if you're 13, I didn't have a paper route. I didn't mow lawns. I just saved up birthday money. Yeah. Birthday like, Christmas money and pray to God you got enough from your relatives to uh to afford it. Yeah, you're like not old enough to get a real job, so you get like crap money from paper routes. So I bought this capture card. Blew my mind. Eventually that Christmas, I got an HDMI splitter too, which is important because for those who don't know, the PS3 cannot be recorded with a capture card unless you use a splitter. I, I thought the was like one of the original models could. No, it was all of them. They cannot do it. Anyways, I got the splitter for Christmas from my sister because I really wanted it. And I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm like a big shot now. <laughs> And I made my first ever video game review in this in a style that I am somewhat confident in, that I was somewhat interested in, you know, like it was better than before, but the microphone. Oh it was the it was the USB headset, like a it was like a rock band crappy microphone type of deal from like a headset, and it sounded so bad. But I still have this video and I am not releasing it because it's bad, first of all. And it's for me only. Fair. And um, I don't even think I've seen this video, have I? I I, I believe I did show it to you. I it was a uh, it was a review on the first Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. You've seen it years ago. Yeah. This was my first ever review I ever did. And not gonna lie, the script is still kind of solid for a first video. <laughs> There's some stuff like I like watched part of it, not the whole thing, because I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> I watched part of it. I was like, wait, this guy's kind of spitting. And I was going to make a whole marathon. And I I did the first game and I was editing the video for the second one. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Aw. Mostly because this was in Sony Vegas. And I hate Sony Vegas with a passion. Sony Vegas is... <sighs> I mean, it, it is one of the editing programs of all time. Like, Put it that there's way. a reason why they gave it away for $20 on Humble Bundle a few years ago. <laughs> like, there's a reason for that. There's also a reason why Adobe... Premiere might be one of the most pirated pieces of software on this planet, but oh, yeah. we'll get to that later. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone about that. Uh, I no, <laughs> I genuinely pay for it. I'm a good good citizen. <laughs> yeah, I, I also pay for it anyways. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I make this I make this one review, right? And then yeah. I never make after making that one video, I didn't do it ever again. Like that was the last video I made for a very, very long time because I sort of fell out of reviews. And at the time, at a certain point in high school, I really got into like film. Yeah. Like my, my film phase where I really wanted to work on movies and such, like not even like directing my own, but more so just like, I want to be involved with like a production of a movie. Yeah. Like that's so up my alley. I remember you showed me you were working on like a showreel portfolio thing all year. Yeah. Oh yeah, that I made like big thing. I w I got into visual effects. That's how I knew After Effects growing up. I got super into that. Super into like compositing. That's how I learned how to edit too. That was so close to being what I pursued as a job until I um I, I heard exactly uh what exactly the film industry is really like and how horribly toxic it is and how unstable the job is where it's like okay as much as i want to do this i don't think it would be for me thank god i figured that out before spending a lot of money and like wasting years of my life but anyways in terms of future youtube endeavors um at a certain point i sold the hd60 so i can get an hd60s and that might sound like a really big waste of money but the thing is the hd60s the reason why i wanted it was because it cut down so much on video latency before there was like a three second delay but now it was like so much tighter it was less than a second yeah it, it was you could play most games through it i think fighting games st shit where it needs to be frame perfect you you'd probably notice it i know i have but mm -hmm. definitely if you're playing 
playing you know persona like a like a turn-based game or even most open world games it'll suffice really well yeah like i got it not to like play games specifically through it but because it would allow me to have the audio from the console come through my pc and then through my headset Mm. So I would switch it to the actual HDMI and just listen to the game through the headset. And I still do that to this day. I, I find it such a convenient way to do it. But because I had all this equipment, I even bought like a really good microphone. Remember that? It was the uh, Rode NT-USB. Oh, yeah. That was a good microphone. Yeah, I bought a high quality $200 microphone. Not because I wanted to do YouTube, but because I just wanted to have a good microphone. <laughs> so I buy this mic. I have a good mic. A good capture card. And at the time of February 2019, I was in between jobs. So I was unemployed, still looking for work. A lot of free time on my hand. And during this era of my life, I got into video essays. More specifically, the Joseph Anderson movie-length critiques. Because Joseph Anderson right? was popping off at the time. He was popping off. I, I binged his videos multiple times. And I thought to myself, man, I really want to make a video like that someday. That is, that like speaks to me. I love talking about games. And I would love to like, at some point, make content surrounding games. So one day, uh, in between jobs, I was playing through the Devil May Cry games. Because at the time, DMC5 was so close to coming out. I was waiting for that game for years. And me marathoning the games in preparation, I was playing through DMC2, and I was thinking, man, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> some might say it's I the get, worst. Some may say it's the worst. And so, me having all this equipment, I thought, you know what? Let's try. Let, let's make an actual YouTube video. So, I recorded the game. I played through a couple other action games to get some footage. And then I wrote a script, did the voiceover, and I, I made a video. And it's still up on my channel. And that is the very first review I ever did. And I forgot to mention Crash True Relics. Oh my god. I just remembered it too. I was going to say, well, it's not the first video on your channel. It's not the first video, technically. I kind of just lied there. So, <laughs> um, some might know, uh, if you look far back on the depths of my channel, uh, what my very first video ever is called Crash 2 Relics. Well, that's currently on the channel. The first video on the channel is called Crash 2 Relics. And it was like a compilation I made because I was playing through the uh, the remakes that came out that year. And I was playing through one of the Polar Bear levels. I forget which one it was specifically. But I kept dying over and over and over again. Some of which, my fault, but a lot of it. Got some, uh, got some weird bugs going on at the time that I made sure to highlight. And I was so frustrated playing that. And my friend was laughing and laughing the whole time watching me play that I just took all the clips and compiled them together. And I played the uh, the Tiny Tim song, the, the one that was in the first episode of SpongeBob, because I thought it sounded funny. It, it did. And uh, it was that's, funny. That's, that is the first video on my channel. But the first video essay on my channel, as I said, was my Devil May Cry 2 review. So if you're wondering why I skipped uh, going from one to three, that's honestly the reason why. I still got that video if you want to watch it. It's not good. But it's still there. And the opinion still is the same. Really, it still is. Like, despite the crappy voiceover, what I said about the game, most of it anyways, there's some, like, dumb jokes I put in. But, like, most of what I was saying, I still kind of agree with. And, I mean, I guess that yeah. sort of leads up to where you are now. Uh, kind of leads up to where I was now. I started experimenting multiple games. I took a break after the first video because I got another job. Yeah. But uh, when I started making videos again, still the same style, still wanted to play through games. And eventually, I found... A certain game that I wanted to talk about felt confident like okay I can finally start wanting to make my big ass video on it and I eventually f talked about Persona 3 and that's what most people know me for now yeah so how about you Nolan how is your YouTube Odyssey well 
It all starts with a very privileged young boy. What is that privilege? Well, in grade six at the elementary school I went to, they had something called a laptop class, which meant that the classroom, every student in the classroom got to keep a laptop for the year. And mm -hmm. I got one of those laptops, but of course it had a bunch of restrictions on it. Yeah, you can watch YouTube and whatnot, and you can go on Facebook, but you couldn't download any external programs for obvious reasons, and some websites were blocked for obvious reasons. You couldn't get past anything without an admin password. And about halfway through the year, I had this few friends and we're trying everything to try and crack this passcode, right? And then one day, kid has a problem with his computer. Teacher's like, oh, let me deal with it, right? Little did we know this kid was a, a, a genius, all right? Because he created the problem on his computer specifically so that he could watch the teacher input the password. Whoa! And then he wrote it down and gave it to everyone. This was in grade six? Oh, yeah. Little 11-year-old genius. Yeah, and so <laughs> we ca we catch word of this and we're like, yo, what? What's the password? We get it. And, and the password was like, I don't know how this kid figured it out because th this password was like random letters and numbers. You know, you see a lot of school Wi-Fis are, you know, one, two, three school or whatever. But this was mm -hmm. a, like an actual password password. And so when we got this, I downloaded a little game called Minecraft because I oh, watched yeah. a few uh, British folks on the internet called uh, the Yogscast. Oh, dude. And I actually didn't get into them because of Shadow of Israfel. I got into them because of Survival Island, which was like, in retrospect, a very small side series that they did. And I downloaded Minecraft. I played it a lot. Uh, I didn't know how to play Minecraft. And so I, rather than build a pickaxe and dig out a bunch of stone, to, I made an entire house inside of a cave by punching the stone. And it took Oof. me multiple hours. But back in the day, Minecraft didn't have a tutorial. You had to just figure things out by either A, going to the wiki, or in my case, watching Let's Plays and watching people like Simon and Lewis play these games. And then I thought, I want to do this. I want to make videos. I like watching YouTube videos and I, I want to make them. And then I downloaded Fraps, but it was only the free version. The free version of Fraps does not let you record more than 30 seconds of gameplay. So my first uh, video was me in creative mode fighting the ender dragon just because i wanted to test it out mm -hmm. video looked awful just terrible sub 10 fps because it's a school computer it was this macbook and i was floored at how cool it was <laughs> <laughs> and then i i remember i started recording a bunch of stuff figured out how to record with my microphone cut it all together and then my first let's play had a cut every 30 seconds because i'd run out of space that's so fucking awesome then i cracked the free version of it on a different laptop so during my time in the laptop program i actually got more or less booted out really you could be in the laptop class for grade six or seven and if you were in it for grade six you almost had a guaranteed spot in seven in grade six my brother was being an asshole and he kept coming in with a hockey stick and closing my laptop lid while i was using it i'm like laying down on my bed with my fingers typing away doing whatever and then he comes in and he eventually very harshly closes the laptop and because when you're you gamers know when you get in the zone you don't really see anything around you so i didn't see it coming he closes the lid on my hands and breaks the screen oh and so my dad he takes it to apple the next day he gets it fixed up but my teacher's like hey what what happened to your laptop and i lied i was like i forgot it at home he's like oh yeah did you <laughs> No, I broke it. <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. And I, you know, it was really innocent. But the next year I was uh, not brought back in. Oh, man. 
you know, going from having a laptop to not having one is truly like returning to the stone ages because I didn't have a computer at home. At home, I just had a PS3. I, I just had only a PS3, but you know what I mean? Can't make YouTube videos on a PS3. Well, that and, you know, I don't have... A family computer. I don't have a phone. I don't have like a tablet. I got nothing to, to watch YouTube on. What am I supposed to do? Watch it on the PlayStation 3? And so I I begged and begged to my parents. I was like, I want a laptop for my birthday. Could I please get a laptop? And shouts to my parents. They got me like a nice gaming laptop. I think at the time it probably would have cost them like $500. Like it was, they went all out. And it was on there that I downloaded a cracked version of Fraps, cracked version of Minecraft. Because again, you don't have a job. So you got to start looking in those uh, dark corners of the web. Started making a bunch of let's plays and get this i found a better software than fraps which granted is not hard to find but it also doubled as an editing software it had editing and recording and this thing was called camtasia studio oh and for a beginner editing program, I would still recommend Camtasia to anyone because it recorded very easily, didn't use up as many resources. It actually compressed it when it recorded and it had like all the hotkeys and everything. And so I'd record with Camtasia and you could have it so that right when you finish recording, it automatically puts that file into your editing timeline. And so the, the program could essentially make cuts and do a few transitions. It was very basic, but didn't need to be anything more. I didn't need anything more. And so I just started making videos with it. And eventually I used the camera on my laptop and nobody watched these videos. Like I'm talking two views a video, something like that. Nobody's watching it. That's fine. Then I've always been a bit of a, uh, I don't want to say snob. I've always really liked the idea of production value and i think it's because it doesn't require skill i can just buy a capture card and my production value goes up so while i was practicing and trying to get better i'm at that point i was like 14 so i i got nothing <laughs> oh god so then for christmas i'm like guys i want an elgato hd capture there was no hd 60 or anything like that it was just elgato hd capture card or this guy, this YouTuber I was watching who was recommending all the capture cards, he called it the El Elgato HD. The HD. And so begging, 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 I'm sending, I was like, this is the exact one I want, please, like, you know what I mean? Because that's, again, that's an expensive thing. Like, that's your big ticket item for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And <sighs> this is funny. They get me the Hopog HD Capture 2. The Hopog which despite what having pog in the name would make you think was not very pog it got the job done but it was very inferior to the elgato in in a lot of ways but oh my god i'm looking this up it's such an ancient relic i haven't seen one of these in so long yeah <laughs> it's like a dazzle you remember those yeah <laughs> And so I was really disappointed. I didn't, obviously didn't say anything because it's like a hop hog at the time was still really expensive, but I was like, fuck. And so then I saved up all my money from Christmas. And then at my birthday, I got enough money. So I said, fuck the hop hog. I'm getting an Elgato. And that's what I did. And I remember starting a Let's Play channel with my friend because we were a big fan of Game Grumps at the time. And we were like, hey, let's start our own like, you know, two host Let's Play channel. And this age we're I think we're still in like the age 13 to 14 area. Memory's not great. And I remember every every weekend I would take my capture card over to his house. I'd hook it up behind his big ass CRT TV and I'd have my little like AV to HDMI converter and then I'd plug it all 
all into my laptop and then we would record it. We'd record our Let's Plays of playing like Mario Party, Super Smash Bros, the whole thing. And then I'd edit it together and it was it was really uh it was really fun. I forgot to mention how I got into editing as a whole because I became pretty good at editing pretty quickly. The reason for that is that while I was still in the elementary school, when I had my laptop, I had a friend who was really into Call of Duty, as was I, and we joined a Call of Duty like quick scoping team. He showed me how to use Photoshop and Cinema 4D, and then I was learning video editing because it benefited me as, you know, someone trying to be a YouTuber. Fun fact, I pirated Adobe for all these things on top of uh, once I got done with Camtasia because Camtasia in order to keep using it for free you had to uninstall it and then reinstall it and so I got tired of that and just pirated Premiere and I used to edit Let's Plays and After Effects because I didn't know the Premiere was a thing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's miserable. And so I went through many arcs, okay? And, and this is what kind of blows my mind the most about most of my life is that now that I'm thinking about it more, a majority of my childhood and teenage years was spent making YouTube videos in one way or another. I learned Cinema 4D, Photoshop, and After Effects, and then I start learning Premiere, and then I just kind of keep making videos, whatever, and then... I start getting really into Minecraft again. I start getting really into Minecraft animations. And so by the time I hit my first year of high school, I start animating in Cinema 4D, Minecraft animations. And these are gone. They're lost to the abyss. I don't have any record of any of it, right? Because I, I so made them, tragic. I made them when I was like 14, 15. And the keyframing wasn't great, but the lighting and some of the renders were really solid. <laughs> And I truly, truly wish I could find any semblance of those animations because I think they were really cool. And I remember Cinema 4D, my computer was so bad, I had to render a video and nothing but the video on Cinema 4D. And so if I had an animation that was, let's say, 30 seconds long in Cinema 4D, I would have to leave my computer on doing nothing but that, and it must be plugged in. And if I did anything more than that, it would blue screen. And so I would literally leave my laptop running in the corner of my room for weeks while it was rendering. It was, it was. <laughs> you put that thing through the work. That is, Cinema 4D is not like an easy program to run. Oh, it, and it. <laughs> Barely ran, but it was good. And then eventually I upgrade to an Elgato 4, or not 4K, Elgato HD 60S. So it has low latency and it runs at 60. Made some, I did some streams, made some videos. I'm just kind of glossing over the streaming stuff because it was very um, basic. Webcam mm -hmm. in the corner, I would just play games. Game of choice was usually Borderlands. And, yeah. and and then you'd make like funny moments based off those streams. I remember that. Yeah, and it was just basically clips cut together mixed in with some very poorly aged memes. Yeah. Um, you know, Some things never change. Fuck, tell me about it. I referenced 21 at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and this was during that time. In the last episode on Pokemon, we talked about how like I used to be very edgy when I was a kid. Uh -huh. The streams were very edgy. Like they were... Yeah. You know, not proud of it, but it was all part of the growing and learning experience. It is what it is. And it was more part of that. Like you said, it was part of that age of the Internet Yeah. Um, where the most popular video on the front page every day was like Ben Shapiro, quote unquote, dunking feminazis like yeah. it very much. Oh, my fucking God. I just remember I, I did skip a part. I did make a um one more video what? prior to what I do now. What'd you make? It was a uh, it was a leafy style video in 2016. <laughs> Where I made fun of someone's crappy video. I did make one of those. I made one of those as well. And it was, retrospect, very, very mean. Yeah, that stuff is very mean. And I'm glad, I'm glad that's not there anymore. I still have mine on my computer. And I remember uh, the person I made the video on. And it's because it was a guy who was self-promoting on my channel. 
Oh, I've always had a pet peeve for self-promotion. And maybe if we have time at the end of the episode, we can talk about it. But he did one of those bait and switches where he's like, wow, dude, really love your content. It's like super original and dope. It'd be really cool if you could check out my channel. It's like, oh, fuck. And so I got really pissed <laughs> off and I made a video. And instead of CSGO surfing, it was amazing Spider-Man 2 footage. Uh -huh. And I basically reacted to a bunch of his videos, made fun of him in, in very crude, crude ways. I remember one bit is that my reaction to a thing, a, a bad joke he made in one of his videos. And I didn't realize this guy was like the same age as me, but one of the reaction clips it cut to was me. I washed out a bottle of Mr. Clean and filled it up with water and green food coloring and then proceeded to drink it as if I was drinking Mr. Clean because oh the joke was so God. bad. And I mean, I, I guess I can respect the the length I went to for the joke, but in retrospect, one, it's it's very rude. And two, it's, it's not that funny or original. And the guy ended up deleting his YouTube channel because people at school had found it and started... Um, like like mocking him it, it it just goes to show how much of a shitty person i was at the time because i i felt proud of it for a while and this is another thing like in retrospect i i think that was fucking awful of me and thankfully i'm not that toxic now <laughs> i um yeah and it was just kind of videos like that where they're like very edgy very mean very this very like i don't give a fuck what anyone thinks because that's that's the edgelord comedian shtick is mm -hmm. i'm just gonna be me and if you don't like me that's your problem and i use that as if it was an excuse to be a fucking asshole to everyone and i should have known better at the time because i got made fun of in high school for my youtube videos and i remember like almost crying in class because like these kids were bullying me over it and so the fact that i would do that to somebody else is even more so fucked up but live and learn is what it is and then the streams happened the streams were also very um edgy and i didn't learn my lesson by the time i started streaming because when people would self-promote in my channel i would go to their channel and roast them like i said that was just the way the internet was at the time and so not only did i think it was okay i was encouraged by my chat to do so and i don't think that i'm not trying to shift the blame or anything but just sort of say that that was kind of just the way things were at the time so i'm, I'm also not proud of that part of my history <laughs> then i just sort of uh when you made your dmc2 video it, it really put into perspective and by the way along the way i'd upgrade my microphone from a blue snowball to a blue yeti the step forward uh, in, in in retrospect it was a step backward the blue blue yeti sounds like shit uh <laughs> oh my god tell me about it like <laughs> nolan sent me this thing like two nights ago yeah where like he had found his microphone test from the blue yeti compared to uh, his sure sm7b microphone Ooh. and it was and, um, wild he, he sent it to me and the difference oh my god yeah <laughs> which is it crazy because that's what it felt like going from like the logitech c920 camera to a blue yeti all right, testing the Blue Yeti microphone. Wah, 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 Test, test, test. Testing out the new microphone. Testing, testing, blah, 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 blah. Test, test, test. <laughs> it felt like that much of a difference. It was incredible. But yeah, so I did those streams, had some, had some good times. And then when you made your DMC2 video, it really put into perspective how possible it was to make a review. Because mm -hmm. having reviews on YouTube sort of felt like this thing that you and this is something still people believe they believe that it's a skill or it's like something you're born with you know having that critical eye yeah and some people still think that which i mean if you think that you're wrong um and i made a video on bloodborne 
less so inspired by Joseph Anderson, and I would say it was more inspired by Sequelitis by Ego Raptor. Just sort of the pacing and the humor of it. It was not very funny. It's still up on my channel. I'm not... I didn't say anything wrong in that review, I don't think, but I'm not proud of it because it was yeah. horribly paced, full of way too many jokes that did not land, and I said pretty well nothing about the game it was one of those let me describe this thing that i like and do nothing else that's literally like the thing that people think we do now yeah we get comments sometimes from people that are like oh you just talk you just explain what the game is you don't actually give your opinion and just as as a something to to, to put out there for anyone listening you kind of have to do that if you're going to talk about something you have to demonstrate a level of understanding so being able to explain what something is is an immediate way of explaining that you understand it and furthermore i genuinely believe that being able to take a complex subject and explain it properly shows a greater understanding than anything else and so it's less so describing the game and more laying the foundation for an argument you're about to make anyways uh then that video did fine and i remember i sent it to some people and they were like wow this is really good and they fucking lied it was an awful video i'm pretty sure my comment is still on that video yeah you're like oh i'd love to see more content like this it from was you. like i it, i think if i reach back in my mind's eye it said entertaining from start to end i hope you do more videos like this yeah and thank god i didn't take that advice to heart uh, i almost sabotaged you and then i made another video on gravity rush 2 that was still not good because i didn't understand the difference between subjectivity and objectivity but but the production value and just sort of the structure of it was a lot more concise i'll say that mm -hmm. then i made a couple of videos yada yada and i found my first bit of success when i made a video called what's the point of animal crossing where i basically say the game doesn't have a point and as someone who is uh what's the word intrinsic intrinsically motivated extrinsically Extrinsic motivated. okay yeah extrinsically motivated i didn't enjoy the game and animal crossing is one of those games where it's not bad but it's either for you or it's not. Some people just can't get into it and that's fine. And it, I was not one of those people. I still, to this day, I just can't really get into it. Respect it for what it is though. Uh, I made that video, got a couple thousand views, which blew my mind at the time. Oh yeah. I remember when it hit like 5,000 views, both you and I were like, holy shit, this is like huge. Yeah. Actually, fun fact, while I was streaming, I got moderately successful to where I was getting like 30 viewers per stream and I was making a decent amount in donations and I almost quit my job to stream full time. Oh my God. Retrospect, glad I didn't, but... Oh. That would have been awful. Especially because there was a period where I was streaming for like five viewers for close to a year. Like there was, yeah, it, it got bad. And the entire chat was basically saying I miss the old Aqua because during these streams, it was a point where I was finally maturing and not being a complete cunt to anyone and everyone. Mm -hmm. And things where I actually thought about the, the weight that my words carry and stuff like that. And that was perceived as boring. And so the chat was fill, full of people saying, oh, wow, we're past the golden age into the dark age yada yada so then when this video pops off i'm like wow this is amazing and then i make a video i remember i'm playing a game with nick a little game called assassin's creed unity and i'm sharing my screen on discord so you can see it and we were talking i was telling him like yeah you know people don't really like this game to set the tone too i never played the game but i only heard that it was really bad yeah I've never seen anything about it. So he's showing me this for the first time. This is my first time ever seeing it. Yeah. And I was showing him, you know, the movement and all that. And I said, you know, I think this game is a lot better than people give it credit for. And you were like, yeah, you're right. Like that's a, you know, this, this doesn't look that bad at all. And I said, yeah, I think this game got fucked over. And I, and then I kind of had that thought of, Hey, somebody should make a video on that. And what's 
fucking crazy, right? Is when we were making this video, I remember telling you, I was like, hey, this could be a really like big video. Like this could do well. And I remember you had said something along the lines of like, yeah, this could like change the public perception of this game. Mm -hmm. I thought you were bullshitting. I was like, yeah, okay, that's wishful thinking. And then I post a video, it gets like a hundred views and I go to bed. I'm like, fuck yeah, boys, another successful video. <laughs> and cause this was before the whole like one out of 10 system was introduced. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Pretty sure. I don't, I don't remember ever caring about it until like a lot, like a lot later, August of 2020 or something. And so I wake up the next morning and it has 5,000 views. I'm like, whoa. And then I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I read a few comments, refresh my studio page and there's more comments. I'm like, what? And keep in mind, <laughs> I normally get like three comments after a few weeks, my guy. And then I keep refreshing and comments keep coming in. It's all people calling me an idiot, but I don't give a shit. And I was like, because that video, by the way, was very bad for one reason in that rather than use, because I had a lot of good points and I still believe in what I said, but in order to prove those points, instead of explaining what Unity did really well, I just said what the other Assassin's Creed games did bad and sort of misrepresented it in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't a, you know, it, it was made with good intentions, but it was it was a poorly made review because I think it, it misrepresented the other games in the series with the goal of trying to make Unity seem like a better game than it actually was. Moving on, though, eventually this starts popping off and somewhere along the way it hits like a hundred thousand views and i'm like ah, ah, you know whoa i immediately i'm like i gotta make another one and so i fucking panic what do i do next then i make a video on Watch Dogs 2 uh it doesn't do as well but still really really good and then i make a video on syndicate assassin's creed syndicate pops off so hard so so hard like we're talking like 100,000 I think it was like 200,000 views in the first week it just went crazy and then I was like oh my god like I could have a chance here and I remember uh I, I regret that syndicate video because I do remember I made it purely for views and to capitalize off the success of the uni video do not regret it at all but I don't think that's a great video <laughs> I think enough time has passed um to acknowledge certain parts of videos <laughs> yeah yeah like and how um you um basically just remade the unity video except just changed the name that and it was like for the unity video i might have been wrong on a lot of stuff but i at least genuinely believed it syndicate was less so syndicate was let's see what kind of mental gymnastics i can do <laughs> <laughs> i mean it worked to be fair but i <laughs> I was also really bad at making reviews and I thought that it was okay. And I realize now that especially with the, that I have a platform, I need to have some integrity and that kind of integrity where I only give opinions that I actually believe in has gotten me into a fair bit of trouble lately or not lately, but just in general. And now we both make videos as our jobs, full-time jobs. And we're both, I think we've both gotten a lot better at it. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. That was like a long winded thing, but there, I feel like there's so much history. 2020 you and i our channels both started popping off around the same time and it, it was like every day i'd wake up and because keep in mind i couldn't go to school and i couldn't go to work i quit my job because i had uh my my stepfather's immunocompromised and so when covid was really bad and everyone was kind of scared i was like i think i should just chill and so i stayed mm -hmm. home i didn't have a job i wasn't in school for that semester because i decided to take a semester off and i would wake up sit at my computer for 
18 hours a day, 16 hours a day, straight back to bed, up the next morning, do the same thing again. And I would talk to you for a majority of that day. It was just the grind. Can we just like go on a quick tangent revolving around uh, the whole views thing? The whole what thing? And I said, like when you got like the 5,000 in one night, you like flipped out. Yeah. Oh man, I miss those days so much. Yeah. Now if I get a 5,000 views in the first 24 hours, that's like a nine out of 10. And I'm like, well, if, yeah, um, if it's like 5,000 views in the first 24 hours, it's like, oh, f like I got to change something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I remember, um, like we would always like show screenshots of how videos were doing. Like when they first came out, I remember when the persona three video I made got 500 views in a day. Yeah. I was like the happiest man, dude. And I looked at that. I was like, that's insane. Like, yo. And now if a video gets 500 views in the first day, I would delete it out of embarrassment. Yeah, I, I would have no idea. I thought I would think something's broken. Yeah. And I mean, even now I have a video that after two weeks has 80,000 views and I'm thinking I should change that thumbnail and I'm <laughs> going to change the thumbnail later tonight. <laughs> and, and it's just it's weird how the standards change. So this also isn't in your list that you wrote out of topics yeah if anyone wants behind the scenes we just have a list of topics uh the ones we've tackled so far is who are we personally who are we online how do we meet how do we what did we connect on uh what's our history on youtube what videos do we use to make yada yada we we don't script this yeah we just have a guideline so that we at least have some sort of structure yeah just so we don't go on tangents for too long and too far on tangents yeah but this this is a tangent but it's still related to the topic yes where were you when your videos first started to get attention in the sense that you were checking your phone or something and you noticed that one of your videos was doing really well because i i remember where mine happened but do, do you want to go first i woke up at my friend anthony's house and i and i just like woke up 11 o'clock and i just pulled out my phone and i saw all these notifications from youtube saying i got comments so i was like whoa and i remember my heart sank i was like is it happening because in retrospect i don't think i had the skill to be successful on youtube at the time i think i was given a very fortunate opportunity in that i got a lucky break and was given enough presence in the algorithm that i could maintain decent views while i hone my craft i think now i'm very much worthy of the amount of views i get but at the time i was not but at the time i thought i was i thought man if i could just get my lucky break i could make this happen and, and yeah i guess i wasn't wrong but so my heart sank and i was like is, is this it is this is, is this when it's gonna happen and that whole year which was you know um sort of the tail end of 2019 was a roller coaster to say the least for 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 many many reasons and so much of a roller coaster that i almost didn't think it was real <laughs> like there was a, a decent amount of time where i just thought to myself like what if this is just a crazy dream and it's like it, it's not legit we, we can go more into that later if you like but what about you okay i remember this um so i made that persona 3 video right yeah and I made a couple videos after that, still trying to, I guess, find my ground. Because I think that is the first good video, like really good video I made, right? Yep. I, I don't know if I told you, but I rewatched it a few months ago and I still think it's really good. I think aside from some audio stuff, like there's a really awkward cut at some point that actually left a loud noise. And there's like for a frame, I actually put a, um, <laughs> a apology note when it happens. <laughs> so I was making other videos. I like still things I want to talk about, right? Yeah. And I talk about Sonic and the Black Knight, Catherine. The answer. I was going to make a video on Doom Eternal compared to 2016, but that never happened. You you finished a script for that too. I finished a script and then you pointed out something that would have been really interesting to talk about. And I scrapped the script that I made 
and I was going to write around that thesis statement. And I almost feel bad for saying this, but I was like, dude, fuck everything else before that. That part at the end, focus on that, because that's really Honestly, yeah, I, and I think that, it, that was a good piece of advice, because that was a very interesting topic. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was something about... It had something to do with, like, uh, the way the game made you feel while playing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it had something to do with, like, in one game, you are experiencing something through gameplay versus the other one where you're told how to feel in a different way. Yeah, it's like... It was something like that. It... it I do remember it was 2016 made you feel like a badass because of the gameplay and 2019 eternal and then doom eternal told you you were a badass and tried to shove it down your throat like oh look how cool you are yeah 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 I remember that yeah I was gonna make a video on that but then I just never did Mm -hmm. and I remember I was playing persona 5 royal because that just came out and I was like oh I want to make a video talking about the changes and updates made because I like persona and while I'm recording the footage for that at the time uh on OVS, I had this thing set up with Streamlabs where I would get a little chime whenever I got a new subscriber. And sometimes I'm playing my game and I hear did it it? It's like the sound when you um max when you increase a stat in the Persona games, right? Yeah. It was that sound. And um, I'm playing Royal. I'm in Madarame's Palace. I'll never forget it. I'm just playing it and it's just it keeps going off. It keeps going off. And I thought something was broken. I was like, what uh, like it was getting annoying. I was like, why why is this not like is this broken? It's not working anymore. But then I check my uh, my channel, and I'm actually getting a lot of subs at the time. I'm going from like a hundred subs in like a year, and then by the time I'm recording that game, I'm at like three hundred, then five hundred. It's like, oh my god! Like this Persona video I made is getting views. Like I gotta I gotta make this one quick. And it really was like a wake up call. Like wow, people actually um do watch smaller channels. Yeah. Which I, I find the most surprising of all of it is because I, I think it's so easy to fall into this mindset when you're on the platform of nobody cares about us small guys. That is just untrue. It's just people don't care about bad videos. <laughs> so you just have to make a good one and people will care. Or at least, I don't know, I, I think because that implies that my older videos were good, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Fortunately, my title and thumbnail for the, for the uni video was banger certified insane yeah and and even making that thumbnail i remember we had a picture of the background that was really orange and then we had a picture of arno that we cut out that was really blue (laughs) and normally for photoshop in order to color match something tonally it is pretty difficult and you gotta (laughs) fiddle around with stuff and i said oh yeah nick check this shit out went to color balance just turned up the red a lot and it fucking worked and it looks perfect (laughs) matched perfectly it was so funny it's so funny because that thumbnail was made in the span of three minutes like oh my god it's so quick and it's it is a great thumbnail i remember you and you and i at the time had this rule where it's like i think we still in a in a sense followed by it where it was don't use this specific key art and we would go like look up a video like the topic of the video or like a review and we would see like the most popular key arts like okay don't use this key art yeah yeah because it would look it would just blend in like we wanted to make the thumbnails stand out which i know we're bleeding into like the other topic when i say that but like that that's just a good rule of thumb to have in general yeah yeah i just honestly this like the rise so to speak was incredible and it was it was at a time in my life too where things just started like turning around so much more Mm -hmm. you know not to not to get too too personal but i i had finally gotten treatment for a previously undiagnosed medical condition at the time 
which had like for years prior pretty much taken over my life and literally like crippling like I, I barely left my house because of it and it was it was really bad and then it was like we found out what it was I started getting treatment for it and so I was just like overall a lot happier and then there was things like because this was impacting my job my relationship school everything and so it was like I was much happier I was enjoying my my job more I finally started getting my shit together with uh my my finances and then this happens and my grades start going up because like it was like I had this weight lifted off my shoulder and it was like and that's why I had that moment of like am I dreaming because it was like suddenly literally everything is up Millhouse. it was <laughs> wild and, and so it's just like I I mean I cannot with words express how grateful I am to have been given that that, that golden opportunity it is it's beautiful exceptionally beautiful Whew. Why have we enjoyed what we do now? Honestly, I think it's just because I find it fulfilling. Yep. Like being able to like sit down and write out your thoughts on a certain topic in enough detail and with a certain level of confidence to like present it to other people, mm -hmm. I think is super just creatively fulfilling. Like <laughs> you're in high school and you always think, oh, I'm never going to need to write an essay again when you're finished. <laughs> my high school English teacher told me I shouldn't get a job in writing. <laughs> Because I almost failed my English class. <laughs> Dude, I almost failed English. I almost failed a class every year of high school. I just did not care. And in high school, I was like, man, writing essays is so bogus. This <laughs> Thank blows. God they're going to do this again. Yeah. And I always had that mindset of like, why do I need to take a cooking class? I'm not going to be a fucking chef when I grow up. <laughs> why do I need to take English? What am I, what am I going to be a writer when I get older? <laughs> now I sit here and, and, you know, just every week I bang out like a fucking 20 page script every two weeks. I think uh, some of the best comments I have gotten on a video, though, and I think my favorite part about doing the things I do is um, when people say they could resonate with certain things I have discussed in a video specifically. At the end of my Persona 4 video, I got very personal mm -hmm. and I talked about what the game meant to me. And I was surprised at how many people were very much supportive of that and were able to relate to that and even tell how it impacted them too and that's just not something you'll get in like any other sort of field of work which i think is really cool i i think for me my favorite comments are always the ones that are just discussing i like talking about <laughs> games with people and so you know i i don't care much for the comments that just say like i agree i disagree and even though i appreciate comments to say like hey good video like i i don't really i like the ones that are a bit more um engaging just ones that say hey did you know that blank 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 happens in this game like for example in my black flag video i was very happy because there's this great character named steed bonnet who i thought survived the game because everyone else like basically dies and i was like i love that steed bonnet survives because he's such a good-hearted guy and then someone comments they're like i don't mean to be that guy but <laughs> He actually is brutally uh, hung and like <laughs> apparently just brutally killed. And as much as that made me very, very sad, I love stuff like that because because <laughs> I've learned so much about games through um, just like shooting the shit with people about stuff or, or finding out. I like learning when it comes to games. I like learning. And so I like when I post a video saying, hey, I think this and somebody, even though it's a little intimidating, um, I like when somebody responds with like a paragraph as to why they don't like it. And it, I, I love having like a newfound perspective on something and, and, and reaching new insight. And so I think those are that that's why I 
enjoy the job a lot. I also just enjoy the expression. Mm-hmm. I get to express myself. I, I think YouTube has always been a form of expression for me. You know, g- growing up, I was a very sheltered child. And so I uh, I didn't really have a lot of ways to express myself that um, my peers had supported. Because when you grow up, they're like, oh, video games are useless. They're, they're not going to get you anywhere. Like, don't play them. And I wasn't into sports or anything like that, but I was really into YouTube and that was a way of expressing myself. It it was the equivalent of kicking around a ball or skateboarding or, you know, playing a guitar or something. And so being able to have that, I guess, outlet as as a job is is so cool. I think that's really neat. Uh, Here's a good question, Nick. Why are we friends? Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, he gives me money, uh, gives me everything I want. Outside of the child support. He's got a really nice ass, I don't know. Straight up? (laughs) fucking white cheddar popcorn do you want to explain that <laughs> there's this <laughs> there's this stupid inside joke between me and nolan <laughs> because i there was a point like a year ago where i would get a bag of a uh, smart food white cheddar popcorn every once in a while because i thought it was really good yeah that was like your go-to snack it was like i wouldn't get chips i'll just get that because i thought that was so good anyways i kept telling nolan that i really liked it and one day I said to him, I'm going to devour it. Like, I'll devour your ass. I sent a picture of it to him on Snapchat with that captioned. And for context, you never use Snapchat. I never, never use Snapchat ever. But when I do, <laughs> it's for bangers. <laughs> it was a banger. and Because I, I saw the bag and I thought of it. And I thought it was funny. So I sent that picture and I captioned it. I'm going to devour this. Like, I'll devour your ass. And I sent it to Nolan. And apparently he was eating dinner with his dad when he opened it. Yeah. I was eating dinner, and so I start busting out laughing at the table. He's like, what, 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 let me see, because my dad's so nosy. He's like, he's like, oh, come on, you got to show me. I'm like, oh, it's so weird, so I showed it to him. He thought it was funny, though, so we lucked out, but... It's so good. Oh, it's funny as hell. But I, I think... I think we're good friends because I think we're both very open-minded. And so I really like talking about shit with you. Uh huh. I think we have very similar morals and ethics or ethical standards or whatever. I think yeah. I lean more toward, like, if we want to look at, like, law versus chaos kind of thing, I think yeah. I lean a little more to the law side than you do. Yeah. You know, I- I'd love to have an episode where we just discuss moral dilemmas and actually if, if you're going to be gaming tonight which it's already 10 o'clock we might not have time i'd love to play the trolley problem with you but we have such differing backgrounds and perspectives and so it, it makes conversations really interesting and i think we just it's kind of hard to explain but there's just some people you click with you know mm-hmm. i think what also helps is that noel and i have a very similar sense of humor and we and we have a very similar sense of loyalty as well yeah and and, and that is like super super important to me i could always rely on nick and i hope vice versa in fact, yeah, of course. I've been holding on to a little coupon for a few years. This fucking... <laughs> Should we tell that story? Yeah. Uh, one day, Nolan was having a very bad day. I won't get into it. But... What was a bad day? Was it because my girlfriend broke up with me at the time? Or was it something no, else? No, it wasn't that. I think it had something to do with another thing. I'm, I'm not quite sure if we're thinking of the same thing. but um. Say it and I'll cut it if it's too much. It was that thing we got into a really... Oh. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm going to cut that. Yeah. All right. So it was that thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I was on the phone with him. He was having a bad day. And I said, because I just got my license at the time and (laughs) I'm very late to getting my license to like drive, (laughs) first of all, but that's a completely different thing. I had just gotten my license anyways. And I said, look, Nolan, I will get you a 7-Eleven Slurpee right now and I'll bring it to you. Because I'm a big Slurpee guy. 
like a huge slurp. It was like the big one. Oh yeah. The primo. I said, just give me the word and I'll just go pick it up right now and I'll bring it to you. He was like, oh, it's really late. I was like, no, it's fine. Like I, I will literally do it right now. And he said, oh, can, can I just like save this coupon for another day? And I was like, of course, just let me know when and I'll do it. <laughs> Anyways, since then, Nolan <laughs> has been refusing to use this coupon, as he calls it, the Slurpee coupon. Yeah. Because he's afraid that another, an even worse day will come around when he wants the Slurpee. You know, I'm so sorry. I keep laughing. It's a very wants- positive thing. Yeah. I keep thinking to myself, if I have a bad day, I think to myself, I'm like, well, I could get a Slurpee for free, but then I think, you know what? It could get worse. I'm not using <laughs> that Slurpee until I have like what is definitively, it's got to be like top three worst days of my life. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's got to be fucking bad. And so... <laughs> And so I just, I haven't used it because I haven't had like, I, and I'm trying to remember like what was the last time I thought about using it. I remember, oh God, what was it? It was something like, I remember I had some day where I fucked up really bad about something. I was really upset. And I, I remember going through, I was like busing home and I, I went through this, this thought process. I'm like, I could ask him for the Slurpee. <laughs> and I thought, no, no, I, it, it, could, it could get worse. There could be another day where I need it more. (laughs) I'm really bad about hoarding things like that. I'm not a hoarder, but I've said this before. Pepsi Lime is my favorite soda, probably ever. Love Pepsi Lime. They stopped selling it at um, basically every grocery store. And so what I did is I have a can that I kept. I was like, I'm going to keep this last can. This is going to be my bad day can. And... (laughs) You know, unless I can find another pack, I'm going to keep this can as just, you know, if I have a shitty day, I'll, I'll drink this. And it is beyond flat. It's been about four, maybe five years now, and it is still in my nightside table. I don't even, I'm not even drinking. I would never drink it now because it is, it's probably so flat. There's like a little bit of syrup leaking out on the side. Oh my God. But I don't want to throw it out because it holds this significance now of like, you know, I I don't know what it is. It's like, if I have a shitty day, it's like, well, it could get worse. You should have done that with uh, the Coca-Cola Starlight and just have them next to each other. You know, I did that with vanilla Coke for a while, but then I thought about it and I thought, if I don't drink it now, I'm never going to drink it. And so I had it that night. <laughs> or it's like, I have an emergency monster energy in my nightside table, um, which I used to keep in my backpack. And the idea was if I'm ever super tired and I'm really in a pinch, I I just have that there just in case. And I've never used it, but, uh, well, that can is gone because I stopped keeping it in my bag because it exploded one day, (laughs) which I should have seen coming. But now it's in my nightside table, so if I'm ever desperate for a energy drink or something to wake me up, I have that. And I think it's too situational to use it because if I'm out and about, there's always going to be a vending machine or corner store. And if I'm at home, I can just make a pot of coffee. So it has to be, I'm really tired. I don't have time to make coffee. Nobody else has made coffee and I'm going to be driving or something. And I need something to wake me up momentarily. But even then you're playing with fire because I'm going to have to shit. So I think a pretty, pretty easy answer. Why are we friends? Just because we mesh well together. It's something you don't think about often. And and something I like that we don't think about often. It's very much just, that's my dude. You know? Mm -hmm. I say, that's that my boy Aqua. That's, that's my compendium. That, that's my, (laughs) that boy Aqua, dude. What do you think is uh, your favorite memory that we've shared together? (laughs) I like the times whenever you order food. And it always has some form of fucking dairy in it, even though you always say this did not put cheese or let's, anything. And then let's put context. This is frustrating. Here, okay? I hate Nolan. To, okay. To clarify, 
I annoy Nick way more than you annoy me. I can't, I was going to put a question in the topics list of like, what's the most annoying thing that we do to each other? But I couldn't think of anything that you do that annoys me, <laughs> or at least not off the top of my head. So for context, I'm both celiac and lactose intolerant, so I can't have gluten and I can't have dairy. So my eating options are a little limited. He orders his food and I, he always does it in the same way too. It, like, he gets his DoorDash, and he gets Freshie. <laughs> he gets a salad from Freshie. Yeah. And he always goes, should I get this, or should I get Freshie? And what happens is, I remind him of the consequences that come with this. Because his salad, he always asks to not put cheese in it. And then every single time they do anyways... So he gets his salad. It has cheese in it. He comes downstairs to his room, turns on his mic again, and he goes, oh, fuck, they put dairy in it. (laughs) And then I say, I said, Nolan, you should complain about it so you can get a refund because you can't eat that. And then he'll say to me, oh, I'm going to tank it. So he eats the salad anyways. And then the next day we're talking and at some point his stomach will start hurting and he'll always go, ooh, Nikki!" And I'll know exactly what he means by it. <laughs> and then I tell him, you shouldn't have eaten the salad, Nolan, or you shouldn't have eaten your burger, Nolan. And then he always has to remind me he took his stupid pill, his like lactose pill. The lactose pills that don't work. That don't work. And then the cycle just repeats. And and the most toxic part is I always arrive at the same conclusion that like, oh, it was so worth it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love cheese so much. And the thing is with cheese, cheese will just give me diarrhea. It'll, it'll hurt, but it won't be too bad. Gluten will actually fuck me up for days. <laughs> like my body feels weak. When, when I have gluten and it's like, I'm like nauseous, uh, just like so much diarrhea and my bones, my muscles hurt. I just feel like really tired all day. Gluten takes me right out. But dairy, I could tank it every now and then. <laughs> Another thing I like to do is I'm, I'm really bad at thinking before I speak. And so what I do is I, will, I hate this. I will think about something as I'm saying it. And if I come to the conclusion that I should probably keep it to myself, I go, oh, hey, Nick. And he goes, Yeah. I say, um, uh, never mind. It's not. (laughs) He does that so often and it pisses me off. But sometimes I actually just forget midway through where I'm like, oh, Nick, by the way. Oh, never mind. I'll get back to you. Oh, this happens too. He's like talking about something and he's like, oh, oh, wait. Um, let me tell you about this first. It's like, no, you should tell me the other thing first. (laughs) So you don't forget. He's like, no, no, it'll only take a second. I am in a constant state of chasing like a butterfly where I try to tell you about something and then another thought just like moves its way into my brain and I got to focus on that first and then come back to it. And I'm very bad at conversations, which now that I think about it is is a great reason to not start a podcast, but I digress. I think some of my favorite memories together has been us playing Persona. Those were pretty good. Either through either because I played the entirety of P4 with you, almost the entirety of P5 with you and almost the entirety of Royal with you. And we have had some gut busting moments, (laughs) some of which I don't even want to repeat because they're so like because you have to you have to remember me and Nick will stay up to like 2 a.m. playing Persona. And we're at that point where we're so tired that we're kind of delirious and that even like the stupidest things are funny. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it's it's bad always stupid i i realized i put favorite project we worked on together uh we haven't done shit together aside from this um i was in your ultimate spider-man video yeah and i was proven 
very, very right. You got, your fucking viewers are idiots. They don't understand what colors are, you know first what? of all. I'm not going to argue that. Another thing, I guess, that we, sem- that we do on a somewhat consistent basis. I say somewhat, even though this isn't really true. Um, I almost always refuse to stream without Nolan. Yep. I have done two streams where he wasn't there, and I miss him dearly every time. We're a package. There have been points where I wanted to do a stream. He said that he can't make it, so I just cancel it. We coordinate what days we're going to do. And I love streaming with you. Yeah. That's why I felt like a podcast would be such a fun idea, because we have such a good time streaming together that it just makes sense. Why not do a podcast? Mm -hmm. So what do you think is the greatest challenge you've overcome on YouTube? I guess... um not worrying about the length of a video because i remember for a long time i I didn't want to talk about rpgs surprisingly enough considering where my channel is now because i was like oh that's gonna take too long to make i don't want to do it Mm -hmm. and there were even points where i was trying to figure out methods to circumvent that where it's like oh i want to talk about this thing from this specific game so maybe i'll only make a video on this specific topic but it's like no if you're gonna talk about it just go all the way Yeah. One of the biggest challenges I've had to overcome is knowing who to compare myself to. Especially when I was starting out, I used to think my videos were a lot better than they were because I was comparing myself to other people I knew in real life who barely made YouTube videos. And so had I not had you to to humble me, I think I would have thought my videos were the shit. And having humility on YouTube is is very, uh, very important. And so Mm -hmm. just realizing that I need to, if I want to get better, I don't need to compare myself to people who are at a similar level to me or worse. I need to compare myself to people who are marginally better than me. Like I, I need to be comparing myself to people with who are way bigger than me. And even if it does kind of suck because sometimes I watch videos from other creators and I think my videos are the worst, that is ultimately how you get better because you pick up on certain things and you realize, oh, well they, they do this and it, it makes their videos more engaging or, or whatnot things like i remember my thumbnails weren't getting as many clicks and i was looking at other video essays and i realized i can't get away making the same thumbnail over and over again i gotta do something more creative something that looks nicer yeah that was like that was tragic that was a big hurdle for people i i briefly mentioned it earlier but the black box era for those who don't know if you go on uh both of our channels you'll notice that for a very long time the format we had was very consistent Mm -hmm. It was always character on the left or right, mostly the right, mm-hmm. uh, along with some text, two-tone text, like top was a uh, solid white, bottom was a color, yep. and then behind the text to make it perfect, you put the black box at like 30% opacity to make it stand out just a bit more. Yep. And it was golden. We could just crank those out in like a second. It was so quick. And they were decent looking thumbnails. Yeah. But there were two problems with it. One is that, especially when doing a series, they all kind of look the same. And two, they were very easy to replicate. And maybe, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, this is not a call out to anyone, but people started just like ripping it. Mm-hmm. Like people just started making the exact same kind of thumbnail. And there are still channels now that make that kind of thumbnail. And we weren't the first people to make that kind of thumbnail. All I'm saying is within the video essay space, because we came up with that uh, thumbnail style by looking at, old school GTA 5 videos, as weird as that sounds. I, uh, I've i noticed that within the video essay space, there has been more, more and more of that kind of thumbnail. And I think it's because when you have a video like my Unity video or my Arkham Knight video that gets over, you know, a, 
however many views and you have a video like your persona four video or three video or five video that get hundreds of thousands of views it's like people start to catch on and they start to realize that hey this is this is what you do and we mentioned this early in this in this fucking way too long episode because it takes so long to get a video out people will just do what they know works Mm -hmm. and so our thumbnails were becoming oversaturated within our own niche and having all of our thumbnails look the same i think is was shooting ourselves in the foot because not only were our new videos now not getting as many views but the old ones weren't either because they were now looking exactly like everyone else's and so that's why you'll notice that with certain exceptions i have tried to make my thumbnails and so is nick tried to make the thumbnails as different as possible from each other which is harder but it means that it isn't a consistent style that can one be replicated as easily and two cannot be oversaturated later down the line and so i think it gives your your videos more permanence and the only time i break that rule is if it's within a series so like you'll notice my uncharted two and three videos look the exact same as far as thumbnail style goes and and that applies to even the golden abyss video and even the first one the idea behind that was that because it's within the same series keeping those thumbnails together makes sense i think actually yeah the thumbnail is a big challenge we overcame (laughs) yeah Uh, So do you have any advice for anyone starting out, Nick? Don't worry about the views at the start. More so, get your video quality down pat. Yeah. Because I think something that you really should strive for is to make a good video before making one that gets views. Because if it is a good video and you are a small channel, as glass half full as a sound, people will notice. Mm -hmm. Like, if you make a great video for, like, a channel has, like, 10 subscribers, and the few people that do watch it, there's, I think there's a chance that they'll subscribe to support you. Just to support your point, there, oh, wow. Um, there is a channel called Alien Platypus. No videos, no subscribers. Just comes out of nowhere, uploads a four and a half hour Assassin's Creed Origins critique, and it has 219,000 views. And he's now at 3.8 thousand subs. So it's like, even if Mm -hmm. you literally have nothing, if you come out of the gate with a good video, then you can make it happen, no problem. Yeah. I, I think my biggest piece of advice is realize that you are not as funny as you and your friends think you are. Yeah. I think furthermore realize that it's not the algorithm it is really easy especially and and this is another piece of advice avoid places like r slash newtubers r slash youtube all that shit like the plague because 99 percent of the advice on there is actually self-sabotaging mm-hmm. things like just keep going it's the algorithm that's screwing you over no it's not when i first uh saw that my unity video was doing well i thought it was because i got really lucky in the algorithm And I'm sure there's an element of that, but in retrospect, it was because that title and thumbnail was really good. I I, I don't mean to sound egotistical, but that's that's what it is. And so if you have a good title and thumbnail and you have a good video, the, the rest will come. And there's some exceptions to this. There's a YouTube channel that I'll link in the description if I remember, which I won't. His name is uh, Giant Pokey Spyro. This guy has 900 subscribers. He's been busting out videos for like over a year and a bit, and they're really good. Highly edited, very insightful, very, they're just flat out good videos. And the thumbnails are good too. He does, he only has 900 subscribers. And so for someone like him, it's more of a, just give it some time. He'll get there kind of thing. Sometimes you got to wait for the algorithm to catch up with you, but you just need to know that even if, say you get your lucky break, do not fall into this trap of thinking that it is, um, you've never hit your peak. There's always something you can improve on. And it's not going to be easy, but you will be better off in the long run if you continue to be self-critical. And if you continue to ask yourself, what could I have done better? After you release a video, return to it two uh, weeks later. 
That's what I've been doing lately. Rewatch it. What, what do you think you could have done better? Don't think that it's just the algorithm because ultimately, unless YouTube is your job, the algorithm doesn't matter. It should be making videos and trying to get better at making videos. And then if those videos turn into a substantial fan base and you're making money and it is does turn into your job, then you can focus a little bit more on, you know, the algorithm and numbers and whatnot. But when you're starting out, it's so cliche but it's because it's true just make videos and just get better at it we're at a point where this platform is so oversaturated that you cannot stand out unless you are doing something exceptionally well you don't have to be perfect i mean I, me and nick have plenty of things that we can improve on putting yourself in this box where you think nope my videos are great it's the algorithm's fault and you shift the blame to something else you are shooting yourself in the foot and i don't think you'll ever improve if you continue to think that it is the algorithm because I promise you it is probably not. To lead off of that algorithm advice, um, if you do find something that gets you views, please, for the love of God, just do it again. Oh my God, yes. Nolan and I have seen multiple people fall into this trap where they make a video and it pops off. And I'm talking like 100,000 views. Like that is no slouch for a small channel. That is huge. Yeah. And it can be easy to fall into the trap of thinking... Oh, I can make whatever I want now. No. No. <laughs> do not do that. It is the exact opposite. Because if you get all these views, all these impressions, all of this engagement, importantly, yeah, and then you make something that doesn't appeal to that audience again, you're screwed. Yep. Thankfully, this is something that both Nolan and I actually managed to avoid because I remember this. When I made my Persona 3 video, originally, I thought because of how long it took, I was only going to do a video like that like once a year. But when my Persona 3 video started to get views and it like got me a whole bunch of subscribers, I pretty much said, uh, fuck that. And then I made the Persona 4 video. Yeah. And then the Persona 1 video. And, and it's because of that that your channel has seen so much success because there's been... Because the thing is, people aren't going to subscribe off of one video. No. They want to subscribe off multiple videos and know that more like it are coming. Mm -hmm. And so when they see you have a Persona 3 video, they like it. And then they see you have one on four, one, two, and you're working on five. Then they're like, okay, well, now I want to stay updated. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, I... I... I mean, we've literally watched a channel that blew up because of a game. And then because they have some weird sense of uh, integrity, they were like, that's not what my channel's about. I'm not going to make content on this game. That was just a one-off. And because they had that mindset, they they killed their channel. Mm -hmm. It was as if their video that got 100,000 views did not happen. And it's depressing. Yeah. It, it, it's it's terrible, actually. I hate seeing it. Yeah, that was, um, I mentioned it in the, uh, when we were talking with Tony on one of the other episodes, mm -hmm. where one of his SMT videos got a whole bunch of views, and I said, that's great, now do another one just like it. Once you do that a few times, and you get a decent subscriber base, then you can start branching out again, mm -hmm. but for the time being, you need to accrue an audience that'll watch what you put out that's why you'll notice for me i haven't done strictly assassin's creed all the way through i've just done a few assassin's creed videos and i'll mix in some spider-man some batman some other stuff and that's very strategic like that's intentional and it's because i know i have a series that's gonna bring people in but in the meantime to avoid the situation where i run out of assassin's creed games and my video and my channel dies i am dipping my toes into other franchises so i always have something to fall back on and that's yeah. a very important thing I think th th those are the major piece of pieces of advice. I really like helping people learn more about YouTube and, and I love answering questions to the best of my ability. Take what we say with a grain of salt because we have only been doing this for two years and that seems mm -hmm. like a long time, but it's really not. 
Also forgot to mention this. Learn what SEO is. Yep. People, for some reason, are unwilling to take advice that I've given about SEO. I'm not sure why. I've written multiple, I guess, messages about it towards other people. Other and they don't really heed the advice. And I think that is um, doing more harm for them than good. When I learned what SEO was, blew my mind. Yeah. And I think for those interested in YouTube stuff, you should probably look it up and inform yourself on what it is. For example, in one of my best months, which was February of this year, I got 1.1 million views across the entire channel. 100,000 of those views came from SEO. And you might be saying, oh, well, that's not even 10%, but that's still 100,000 views. Mm -hmm. And really quickly, SEO is how well your video shows up in search results. If people are looking for your video, they are more likely to, to watch the whole thing than somebody who gets it recommended to them. Because it's one thing for YouTube to tell somebody, hey, we think you might like this video. It's completely different if somebody says, I want this type of video. Because the algorithm is just guessing what they want. If they search for something, they know what they're looking for. And if they find your video when they search that, they're, I think they're more likely to hang around. And for a smaller channel, that can be huge. And conveniently, the only person to listen to your advice about SEO, Tony, for you, his next video popped off. Yep. And I guess, uh, final question... Nick, what inspires you to make videos? As in like my motivation or inspired me to make the type of videos that I do? Your motivation. Um, bills. Fair no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I like the creative outlet. I would be making these videos regardless if I got paid. It's just that because I'm getting paid to, I have more time to make them. Ultimately, I just like having discussions, serious discussions surrounding games. They are just as valid of an art form as music and movies. And I like that I can contribute to that discussion. Yeah, I think that's what I enjoy the most about it is being able to add to a discussion because thankfully, because I'm kind of a monkey and I have an ape brain, I have very different opinions from what the mainstream is. Something I see a lot with video essays is you have a lot of the same opinions being echoed. I don't know why, but it seems like all these critique channels think the exact same way and they feel the exact same way about uh, certain subjects. Some people with tinfoil hats might think that they're just doing that because it, uh, that opinion will get the most views or something like that, or they're trying to cater to a specific audience. But I like that I come in with my genuine opinion and my genuine opinion, as ridiculous as it might be, at least add something to the discussion. It, mm -hmm. it, it'll it give somebody a new perspective, gives me a new perspective because when I when I talk to people in the comments and it says something different. And I and I like that. I like being able to, you know, even if I might not have the most viewed review of whatever game or even if sometimes it does get me in a little bit of shit, I like the idea of contributing something new and not just, that's why I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is a very high likelihood you will never see a Dark Souls critique from me because everything about the Dark Souls series has been said and done before and I feel I have nothing new to add to the discussion. If that changes over the course of some time, then I might do it, but I don't see that changing anytime soon, especially because I don't see myself revisiting it anytime soon. <laughs> Whew. That was a lot. This was another... We need to shut up more because this is two episodes now they're gonna be really <laughs> this is long the second episode in the row where we just went on yeah i i would love to um get some suggestions from you guys for different episodes you'd like to see us do thank you again to mr bugle for suggesting this yeah, that's a that's a great that that we got a lot of mileage out of that <laughs> yeah you just gave us a free episode thanks 
Um, but seriously, if you guys want to know more or if you have any questions, I would love to, you know, every episode or something like that, instead of maybe talking about any recent news, we can just talk about some Q&A stuff, ask some questions. Mm. We could even do a whole episode of Q&A if there's enough questions out there. So feel free to comment it down below. Or if you're listening on the many platforms like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, yada, yada, you can DM either of us on Twitter and we will answer it on the podcast. But other than that, I think I'm, I'm good. Yep. I think I've said everything that I believe needs to be discussed perfect in that case thank you so much everyone for for listening and joining us we will be back next monday because we've been pretty pretty consistent about this whole monday at noon thing all right Mm -hmm. so hopefully we can uh make your monday a little bit better and we'll see you on the next one